Scott Preston. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the All Dolphins Unabomber podcast. I'm joking. Omar and I decided to adopt the Unabomber look, at least for the beginning of this live episode, where we will be talking about the big move with the Dolphins with the defensive coordinator position with Vic Fangio going bye-bye on his way to Philadelphia, probably signing his contract as we speak or close to signing his contract. It was a, come on, it was a foregone conclusion. And and we pretty much knew that this was a possibility when the season ended. Um, and in fact, it was something that the players were hopeful for. Um, so it actually did happen. Um, Vic Fangio is joining the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I heard there was a possibility it could be California too. And I was just like, why? What? what? You know, but with Harbaugh and I didn't, it didn't make any sense, but Vic too, it just makes too much sense. Um, he wanted to be home. Supposedly his mother, I don't know this for sure. I, I, you know, supposedly his mother's 90 and, and, you know, she's as 90 year olds do. And he wanted to get home and he's home and wanted it last season. So, yeah, and he's never hidden the fact that he has a major affinity for Philadelphia. I mean, one time you should, would the, he would like, he remarked to Cameron who was wearing a Phillies hat and was like talking Cameron's about his Philly, love for Philly teams. Um, yeah. And as Omar mentioned, yeah, had Fangio, had it been entirely up to him last year, he'd have taken the Eagles DC job last year. Um, the way it kind of worked out with the timing sure looks like he'd agreed to terms with the Dolphins. Then the Eagles lost their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, when he was hired to become the Cardinals head coach. And it was like, oops, too late. Um, and then the Dolphins had him for this one year. And as I wrote in a, in a story on alldolphins.com earlier today, say what you want about the guy, say how much you hated the lack of blitzing, how much you hated the fact that he froze out some players. Agba, Cam Smith are the two who come to mind. Regardless of how much you might hate the fact that he uh, didn't allow either Jalen Ramsey. Whoop, we have finalists for AP honors too. And, 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 and um Hill. And Tyreek Hill. Uh no matter how much you might have hated the fact that he didn't allow Jim Ramsey or Xavier Howard to shadow other defenders, that I did I mean receivers, the guy did a good job. Sorry, point blank. That wasn't the only issue that they had. Don't well, do don't do that. And he, and he was come gross. on, don't do that. Don't do that. There was a laundry list of issues that what they had. I'm with. talking about from a fan standpoint. I think oh, as oh, far oh, as, okay. as, far as I was talking about from player standpoint. My bad. My bad. From the player standpoint, was what was the issue mostly? He's gruff and not willing to listen to, to uncompromising. Well, uncompromising. Okay. There, well, there were a number of issues, and because it's this podcast and this crowd and the 271 who are here right, 74 who are here right now, um, I wrote a story on alldolphins.com. Um, I will put it up right now since Poupard is a big fan of me putting it up, where you can get all your content for free. No paywall, no monthly subscription. We free, free, you freedom for Dolphins coverage. Um, as you know, because we've talked about it all year, um, and we've I've written about it, and I've written stories that players encouraged me to write, advocating some of the issues that they had because they felt like they had no voice and nobody was listening to them, and 
they needed to be heard. Um, it was Vic Fangio's way or the highway. And that included everybody, including Mike McDaniel. And, and, and is that so bad? Um, I don't think that it's bad. And, and here's the thing. It's funny that you say that because literally I probably just tweeted out three minutes before we began the show. Um, I am shocked, stunned, like flabbergasted at how many of his former defensive coordinators, former protégés and underlings have risen very fast in the league to like from the Brandon Staley's to the deuce to the Ronaldo, like literally every guy that I'm just looking up their body of work, you spend two minutes with Vic Fangio, you're going to be a defensive coordinator like this. And I always found it troubling because understand the position that I was put in where everybody knows I'm an advocate for the players. The players speak to me. I disseminate what they say just because they trust me and they know that the coaches listen and blah, 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 whatever. We, we, we. But I always found it troubling that I would bring things to assistant coaches' attentions that the players want brought to assistant coaches' attentions in these assistant coach meetings. And then their response would be, well, Vic Fangio's been running this defense for two-thirds of the league is running Vic Fangio's defense. And this is just, you know, we're we're just going to grow into growing pains and we just got to figure it out. We just got to get on the plan. And I was just like, okay. And like the twists and stunts, no twists and stunts at the beginning of the year. Um, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, and everybody knows Christian. Don't fuck, don't mess with me. Let me correct my language. Um, and so it ain't coming from Christian, but they want to twist and stunt. Why can't we twist and stunt? Why can't we play the way that we played that we had success? And eventually, Fangio relented and twist and stunting began. Okay. And then they started having more success. Um, this is one thing that I want to bring up that time out, time out, time out. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to apply context. They started having more success. Was it strictly about twists and stunts? That was or... when they were having success before Ramsey. That was when they started having success okay, before Ramsey came also, back. Also, it was also that coincided with Jalen Phillips starting to get into form after dealing with back and oblique injuries early in the, in the season, number one. Number two, it also coincided with Christian kind of like rounding into form after a couple of weeks because of the hold-in. And again, it, to me, it's not just, okay, twists and stunts. Twist and stunts, and all of a sudden the sacks appeared. Vic was wrong. Players were right. I don't think it's quite that. Okay, black you're you're right. You're right. But why the rigidity? And you know, you could probably speak to this more than uh, <laughs> most, most people. <laughs> why, why? Why? Why the? Omar, huh? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Because my, if I'm Vic Fangio, because my system has worked for years and years and years, and you need you need to trust me on this. And okay. formulas can change. And if you try things and experiment and see if they work, you might say, oh, well, you know what? That could work. I can incorporate that into what I do. Sure. There's sure. no harm in it. Sure. So, but and, and, but be... that was not his way. Okay. But there's, there's, should, there needs to be a balance between a coach having some flexibility and Absolutely. then the players also not complaining all the time about, why, why, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? 
You're absolutely correct. There needs to be some balance. And their major complaint was there is no balance. It's his way or the highway. And then a lot of his defense is extremely gray where it leaves a lot of room for interpretation. And then no matter how you interpret it, he finds fault in it. Like, okay, so if you don't like me interpreting it, how about you just tell me what to do? And I'm not knocking Vic Fangio. I think he did an excellent job with what he had to work with. At, but going into the Baltimore game, they were the number four defense in the NFL before they lost Xavier Howard, Jalen Phillips. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Bradley Chubb. Well, Bradley Chubb, no, no, the damage had been done in that game. We can't use Bradley Chubb as an excuse in that game. Oh, oh okay, okay. But, but well, yes, but I'm game. saying the steady decline was well, once was you games. lost Xavier and Bradley. It was two huh? games. It was two games late in the season. They went from Oh, but two games cost them like four spots. Six. They weren't, they weren't oh, four. four the week after, but they weren't out of the top 10. They went from four to 10 at the end of the season. At the, Yes. In, in a span of two weeks. three games, but yes, two games. No. Including, okay. Okay. They started at four. I get, get what you're saying, but even the shadowing stuff, you know, and here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. And I don't know if this is a thousand percent true, but shadowing was not the plan. Ramsey made it the plan and basically gave him the double bird. And you mean he went Randy Starks on him? He went Randy Starks on him. And then Vic took credit for it, which was made it like a word, really? It was not the game plan. I, I'm going to go ahead and look at the press conference because I don't recall. I think the question, I don't recall him saying. Yes. All, uh, yeah. okay. all right. But he certainly took the praise for it. Well, he wasn't. Dude, we expect him to say the press conference. Oh, no. By the way, it was Jalen. You know, you know exactly. that's what I expect him to say. That was that You're was serious. Jaylen. Yeah, I am. I am. You, you really expect him to do that. And then um, and, and puts the message out there that Jalen Ramsey does whatever the hell he wants. Disregards the coaches, the coaching orders. Come on. Really? <laughs> Which is why. Anyway, let's listen. <laughs> the bo- The bottom line is. I, Mike McDaniel would think about that. All right, think about that. Let that, mm. let that digest a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, come on, Mike McDaniel volunteering to, to a call and, and changing plays. Come on, he would. Um, that's let, that's Mike McDaniel wanting to heap praise on the two. And that's not it's not the quarterback having the option to do something at the line of scrimmage is not the same as a cornerback saying you're supposed to be playing zone and the cornerback saying no, I'm going to shadow. Don't think it's quite an equivalent. But we can certainly agree. The dude did a hell of a job. And in the playoffs, I'm going to say it again. The, the loss was on the offense. Against Buffalo, the loss is on the offense. The defense gave the team a chance to win both times, uh, despite a crap load of injuries. Yes. So, and the, the dude Tennessee, though, they got to take that L. Defense. It was both. It, no, it was both. Uh, Omar, offense had the ball after the te- for Tennessee's first touchdown, went three and out to give Tennessee the ball again. Then they had the ball back, needing only a field goal, and the drive died down. So it was both. All right, fine. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take dual responsibility. I'll I'll allow it. But the bottom line is the defense carried the team for the second half of the season. There's no argument there uh, on my part. Um, any Dolphin fan, yeah. People are throwing Fanjo under the bus because he broke up with you and he doesn't want to be with you anymore and he left you. And so now you're crying spill milk. But truthfully speaking, the players did not like him. 
and this is not a secret to you because I've been telling you this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And they're happy that he's gone. Um, and and the, the dude's heart was in Philly also. Huh? What did you say? The dude's heart was in Philly. If we're gonna Absolutely. No question about it. And I, I totally understand. I totally understand. And, and it was, I think it was an uncomfortable and not a great philosophical fit between him and Mike McDaniel. But I also believe that it's there's power in compromising and there's power in working with people who don't share your views and philosophy philosophy. And I love the fact that Mike McDaniel had a former coach on staff that he can turn to and lean to in order to say, Hey, back in my day, when I had to deal with this, this is how I handled that or go to him and say, Hey, how do you deal with this player? Who's upset that the fact that we can't, we're not giving him a multi-year contract you know, uh, you know, what, what do you say? How do you do it? Like that? I always believe a gray beard is very important on every staff, which is I, why I would fully support and endorse the addition of a guy like a Ron Rivera to Mike McDaniel's staff, because where's the gray beard right now? And I think gray beards are what help you get to that next level as a coach. Um, Here's my only thing, though, and, and I agree with you with the idea of having a gray beard, having somebody with previous head coaching experience like Fanjo. But I don't know if, if it can work if you have two diametrically opposed, opposed personalities like that, where the where the defensive players are looking at the offensive players who have fun and laugh with McDaniel, can make suggestions all over the place, and then you're dealing with the old fuddy-duddy over there. <laughs> uh, and then and the defensive players are looking at the offensive players like, whoa, man, whoa, what the hell, what about us? Uh, I think that there needs to be a little bit more of a – closeness in terms of, of I don't know if I agree with that I don't know if I agree with that but they were extremely polar opposite but it was fine I mean I don't I, I don't think it like to be honest with you I think Mike wants to be able to not even look at the defense and oh, not care about what's going on over there because that's he wants to be solely focused and, and he's not the first offensive coordinator play caller head coach who wanted that Adam Gase certainly wanted it as well Dude, Adam um, Gase was on the bench drawing up plays when the, D, the Dolphin defense was on the field. That's what you got a defensive coordinator for. That's his job. Um, what, what am I going to do? Except well, throw throw the challenge flag, call a timeout if need be. That that's what that's what you you're there for. Listen, then, listen. That, not a good look. That I'm sorry, but that was a bad look. When Adam what? Gase was, you don't think that was a bad look when Adam Gase is on the bench, literally on the bench, while the Dolphin the action is going on in the field with the Dolphin defense, and he's on the bench drawing plays. And Darren Rizzi was Darren Rizzi was responsible for the challenge flag. I understand that, but the dude is the head coach. Everybody's got a role, brother. Everybody's got a role. I understand. The head coach is supposed to be the overall overseer. To me, I'm sorry. To me, that was a bad look. Adam Gates didn't care about what you thought was a bad look. He cared about calling his 20th ranked offense and making it successful. So, uh, listen. Uh, you're not going to see me throw stones at Mike McDaniel. He coached the number one offense in the NFL, the number six offense last year. Um, yeah, he's got improvements to make. He's Mr. Friendly, Mr. Everybody, loves everybody. Um, and, and that's his style and that's his approach. And I could tell you one thing about Mike McDaniel. He is authentic as hell because he, 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 he isn't a fraud. He's exactly what you saw in Hard Knocks, exactly who we get every day, exactly who his players get every day. And I respect that. I respect the authentic authenticity. Um, what you have to do is I would prefer you find a gray beard. I'm not comfortable with a Campanelli 
or Ronaldo Hill. Love both. Think that both can do it, get it right. Define great beard, though. I need a guy who's done it, who's been a head coach. I do. I, I, if, if you don't, in my opinion, if you don't add somebody who's been a head coach to your staff, Mike McDaniel, you're making a mistake. And I would love a Ron Rivera. I don't know if he wants a coach. Ron Rivera's probably got buyout money out the wazoo, is not interested in working for free, which is basically what he'd have he'd be doing if he decided to take the Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator job. Um, Leslie Frazier's out there. Would love Leslie Frazier to run Miami's defense. Um, there are quality established veteran candidates who could bring something more to the table along with delivering a top 10 defense. Um, you and do- this is where, sorry, Mark, but this is where we need to mention that one of the guys whose name has been floated around is Brandon Staley. And he did have one very successful year as a DC with the Rams with Jalen Ramsey. So there's a connection there. Uh, but he also had Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, and he was in charge of the defense. If he was, to the Chargers defense, what Mike McDaniels is to the Dolphin offense, he was in charge of it the last three years, and that defense was a hot garbage. Yes. Other than um, maybe another maybe, Fangio protege, by the way. Correct. And maybe the one good game they had was against the Dolphins in 2022. Um, they did. They had a, they had a great game plan, and they came up with a blueprint to kind of slow down that offense, which at the time looked like it was it was really hard to stop. Uh, but then, yeah. and then this year was a complete mess. It was bad yeah and there's a there's another name out there which literally i was just looking it up and then i realized he's he's another fangio sean the saucy saucia from the eagles the size well i don't know i i never heard this guy's name before in my Dude, life okay well you're off to be last year he interviewed for the for the coordinator for the dc job last year before they gave it to fangio interesting he yes he was one of those including anthony campanelli mm. but here's the thing and although it worked out, we need to say it worked out with Butch Barry, who had like bad credentials, bad reputation when he came to the Dolphins, did a good job. Sean Deshai was a DC with the Eagles this year, and he got demoted mm-hmm. late in the season in favor of Matt Patricia. And then eventually he was let go. Um, yes. So not, um, exactly, not exactly coming to Miami on a high if you catch my drift of the Dolphins do wind up hiring him. Literally. Um, I got a player hit me up and I got to hit him okay, back. Okay, while you do that, let me explain what's going on because we we brought it up. We don't want to tease anybody. Uh, the two and Tyreek finalists for, for AP awards. Tyreek is a finalist for the AP Offensive Player of the Year award. Uh, and his main competition, I think he's, he's would be to me the co-favorite along with Christian McCaffrey, though it was McCaffrey who won that award from the Pro Football Writers of America. The AP award is different. Two is a, a finalist for Comeback player of the year, even though everybody, it seems to be a foregone conclusion, it's going to be DeMar Hamlin. Why are you shaking your head? I mean, because of the concussions, that's why two was a candidate for comeback player of the year. Okay. And DeMar Hamlin died on the field. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Um, at, the, at the end of last season, came back this year. Um, I, 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 and, and again, from everything you've read and heard and that's been spoken, it's practically a foregone conclusion that Hamlin's going to win that one. Tyreek's got a shot. Timmy Tyreek was a slam dunk to win the award for Offensive Player of the Year until the last few weeks of the regular season. Are we going to ignore the divorce thing? I'm ignoring it personally because it's again not your business. 
it's no, it's it, it, it's not, it's not relevant. And and here's the thing: is I know it's highly popular on the social media streets and on web pages. I we haven't written anything about it on dolphins.com. If you want to, Omar, I, you, no, you, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Only thing that I want to say is that those are court records, correct. and they require your signature, and they were filed on your behalf, and you could dispute it and on social media and. That's great, but it was still filed. I I wish Tariq the best in everything. I'm definitely not the person to be talking about anybody's marriage. Um, so I'm staying minding my business, but it's just odd. But we also know that Tariq fabricates truths on a regular basis. So yeah. I, and- no, and my and my whole thing is that it is a player's off the field stuff fair game to me. It's fair game if it can affect what happens on the field. Like when we had the incident at the marina last year, there was a possibility, however, however legit you want to think it might have been or might not have been, that he would have been suspended. Correct. So that becomes something that's relevant. His personal life, his marital issues. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I can't remember my 15 years with the covering the Miami Dolphins for the Sun Sentinel ever me writing about a player filing for divorce i just can't and i'm not calling them out for it because clearly it was their most read story of the decade and it everybody got to do what they got to do for for clicks and traffics um but i've known players who got divorced during seasons and but that's none of my business as yeah, unless it affects their performance on the field. If the if the guy's like playing at half speed or something, or he's dropping eight passes in a row because he can't focus on the ball, then well, that happens all the time, though. So well, but and and then they would become maybe something worthwhile and legitimate. But we're talking January after the season, and the other the other side of the argument is, I mean, he featured his wife. And his family life on Hard Knocks. He like, yeah, he gave it a ball and kissed her like two weeks ago. I, yeah, I, I listen. I don't. I I did ask when he got married. At I did ask him the question when he got married at the bye week. Like, this seems a little bit weird and rushed. And you know, he answered the question and he kept moving. And Tyreek is an open book. Um, I, I, Tyreek does his own podcast. Tyreek. You know, Tyreek has his own platform. Tyreek is on Twitch on a regular basis. If Tyreek wants to address it, Tyreek will address it. I'm personally like, okay, I mind my business and I don't worry about that stuff. But I know for Dolphin fans, they're like, well, what's going on here? Tyreek says he's not getting divorced. And well, but he's filed for divorce. So. And and for those who immediately go to Tyreek and see his, see his tweet, like I didn't file for divorce. It's out there. I mean, the 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 local newspaper, the South Florida newspaper, didn't pull that out of thin air. It's there, so you know. Yeah, we don't. Um, we, tend, we tend not to make stuff up. It's usually it's, <laughs> it's bad journalism practice. Uh, uh, yeah, and let's talk. Let's address journalism practices because. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I have a issue with what's going on now primarily in the podcast space, which I'm, I am new to, you are new to as well. We are both journalists, correct? You would describe yourself as journalists? Sure. I prefer all around good guy, but journalists, I'll settle for journalists. Okay. There, there, there are rules to what we do. There's integrity to what we do. 
um, there's credibility that we fight for. Um, I view myself as a journalist first. What I'm uncomfortable with now in what I'm seeing in the podcast space, and I can't say I'm seeing it everywhere, um, is people out there telling you sources, 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 my sources, my sources, my sources. Trust me, I've been in the business for 20 years, 20 years. Sources are not easy to come by. And they certainly don't just volunteer information unless you have a good relationship with them. If you have never met somebody who you claim is your source, then trust me, they're not a source or they're not a credible source. Um, what we do is different than what a lot of podcasts do because we're both on the ground floor. We're both there. We're both in the locker room. We're both have relationships with the coaches, the GMs, the players, the executives. And I'm not saying that we're better than any other podcast. We're two journalists who are doing a podcast. Now, for like the Fangio story, for instance, because this is really where this genesis of, of what this situation is. I watched a certain individual's podcast and people had been telling me, oh, you know, actually, let me move, move re rewind a little bit. We held an, a podcast kind of round table yesterday with Dougley Do Wrong and with Reason and who both have podcast platforms that I respect. Um, they both do two different things. Uh, and they've helped us primarily create kind of a foundation for what we're trying to build because we're, we're figuring this out as we go. Correct, Pupar? We've sure. not, we have never denied that. Okay. So some of the guys who are doing it and doing well, we went to them and said, Hey, how do we do that? What do we do? What do you think? What, what is this? And they've, they've helped us in terms of guidance. Um, I don't necessarily see a lot of those guys out there saying my sources, my sources, my sources, my sources. I'm a reporter. I'm a columnist. I have sources. Dan Morgan just hit me back, thanking me for congratulating him. Th these are not, Ozzy Newsom is in my phone. These are not things that I'm telling you because I'm bragging. This is just what I've worked for 20 years to build. Those are sources. When you sit here and you say parrot out information and it's bad information and it's inaccurate, and I know it's inaccurate because I'm talking to the people directly involved in it. And that's what you're saying is BS. And then you parrot it out to your audience. And then that becomes the narrative that's out there. I think that's very dangerous. I think that's troublesome. I think that's toxic. And I think all of the real journalists, all of the real reporters, when we have to counteract that and address that, it does a disservice to us. So... My main thing is all this sourcing stuff, if you don't have journalists on, your, on your, your label and you haven't taken an ethics class or dealt or studied about libel or studied about what real journalistic integrity is, like let's, let's dead all that. Let's, let's put a rest to that because let's leave the journalism to real journalists. Can, can I chime in? This is not exactly the same, but kind of an offshoot of that. Also be careful. I'm going to warn fans here. Be careful when you see headlines or stories derived from writers 
usually on websites or whatever, who like suggest trade proposals, for example. And that becomes seen as a report or room. For example, there's one that was thrown out there of a three-way trade of Tua to the Broncos, Justin Fields to the Dolphins, and then a lot of draft picks involved. This was not a report. This was not a story. This is somebody doing a mock draft and say, hey, wouldn't it be cool to shake up the mock draft like this? And it gets put in the headline because that's what's going to attract people. And then all of a sudden that becomes, well, is Tua getting traded to the Broncos? Uh, yeah. Well, and and Justin Fields would be a better Dolph, quarterback for the Dolphins than than Tua Tungavaloa. Um, it's just it's it's this is we are in a different space, and we are actually in the click and traffic generating community. We make more money first on click, but understand, um, I don't do anything for clicks, not a single thing. I don't do things because I want to create good content. And certain people who wear Montreal Espos hats. Uh, if I if I would have known if I would have written everything that I've known for the last month, we would have got some really good traffic. But I would have had to deal with the blowback of that, and I, I've dealt with that with the Dolphins before, where I write some stuff that's hundred percent factual, and then they come out and they say lie, lie, lie. No, 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 that's not what happened. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. This not going to be the way that it is, and it and then I and then I I got to deal with that. But the reality is, it it was true. Um. I don't say anything for clicks. I don't do anything for clicks. I believe in providing good content, good analysis. Um, yes, I want to entertain people, but I'm not writing BS just because it generates or drives tra traffic. And a lot of times if I write something controversial, it's primarily because I was strongly encouraged to by somebody who was involved in the situation. So, but anyway, let's get off that. Fair enough, and 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 I don't write anything I don't I don't fully endorse or oh, believe. Absolutely, and and I was having this conversation with with Barry too, like even if a player says something in the locker room, if I don't believe it, I am not writing it. Like if I believe it's a lie, and sometimes it is a lie, just to give them a competitive advantage or whatever, whatnot. And I and Barry acknowledged it as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Barry's a real journalist. If I don't believe something to be true, I'm not writing it, and. That that you, no matter what you said or what you did, I'm not writing it. So I'm not I'm not interested in putting out lies because credibility is hard to gain and it's certainly hard to keep. And I I prefer my credibility over clicks. Um, let's move fair on. Enough, to the fair enough. Have we have we exhausted everything we need to say about the DC situation? No, I don't think we've addressed. I I really don't like the Campanelli crowd because he had a great moment on hard knocks and i know he was a candidate for the defensive coordinator position and i like anthony campanelli and the question rising, is the rising star he is a rising star do you believe he's ready to become a defensive coordinator in the nfl well the, here's the problem is we're not inside those meeting rooms uh okay. and, and what we saw in hard knocks is certainly not enough to form an educated opinion on that and this is where uh, and by the way, this is not another like we're talking about journalism and all. Another belief of mine: when when I don't know enough to, to have an opinion on something, say I'm, it. Not, I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, yeah, I, say I don't it. pretend. I don't pretend to know everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though, even though some of you out there, I'm sure think that's how I come across. No, I don't pretend to know everything. And and that's that's part of it. All I know is I do know he is viewed, widely viewed as a rising star. Yes. Um, he is all over the world. They they speak ass whooping to me. So is reason enough to make him DC or head coach? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, but um, 
I do like the idea, especially since McDaniel is still relatively, relatively young, relatively new in this role. It's two seasons, but um, I, I kind of like. I'm, I'm with you. I like the idea of a, of a former head coach. Another name that I saw in, um, in the comment section, Mike Vrabel. Although I still think he's going to wind up being a head coach. He's just too he's, good. He's, at come on, he's going to be a head coach. Um, Ron Rivera is a really, really good option. I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not big on the idea of Brandon Staley, and um, certainly not Matt Patricia. Um, no, 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 no. I, 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 um, I also want to address Ronaldo Hill because I, I, I've asked players, and they're like lukewarm on both. So, and the question is, they want an alpha male. They don't, they, you know, an alpha male is not necessarily Ronaldo. No. Um, it is Campanelli. Correct. Um, but if you want to continue to build on what Fangio built, it would be Ronaldo. Um, if you want to continue to emphasize on what Florio's built, it will be Campanelli, based on what I'm told. Um, I don't necessarily think players know what is right for them. And honestly, hell, some of these players might not even be here. Um, so, you know, they don't really care either way, to be honest with you. Um, but a lot of times when players like a guy and believe in a guy, they will what I call cape for him and just completely advocate for him. And they think he's and they, you know, like and they think he's a stud and and whatever. That wasn't the case with either one of these defensive coordinator candidates of the in-house fashion. Um, and the the question is well, another thing that I do want to address. Ooh, this 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 one's this one really upset me. Is this perception out there? And I don't know where it came from because I honestly I don't I don't pay I'm, I I live my life like this. I'm focused on what I need to focus on. When I'm not doing all Dolphins content or WKM content, I'm worried about Mila Aria Kelly and, and everything else and my family. And I, I don't, I, you know, and I do care about my Twitter, my audience and feeding my audience, but all the peripheral stuff, I don't, you know, I don't really pay attention to. Um, but this thing about, oh, Fangio's leaving because he knows that the Dolphins are about to put a trash defense together because they, they're not going to be able to retain this piece and that piece and this piece and that piece, and he didn't want to be here and coach. No, Fangio's leaving because he always wanted to be in Philadelphia. Bottom line. And he's also leaving. They let him out the contract because the players were like, we don't want him here. These are not opinions. These are facts. And Mike McDaniel really didn't feel comfortable with the fact that Fangio did what he wanted to and didn't feel like he had to answer to Mike McDaniel. This is facts. So it wasn't a great marriage. And now he has to find a better marriage. But this whole thing that the Miami Dolphins are going to put a trash defense together because they can't afford to anybody and whatever, whatnot, and Fangio was running for the hills. Like, no, that's not the case. And if you know anything about Steve Ross, Steve Ross is about to write some checks that's going to allow his team to spend like they got Saks Fifth Avenue money just because that's how he wants to roll. And right or wrong, you could judge him as much as you want. You could say he's making a mistake, and I will say he's making a mistake. You run this back for 2024, you're making a mistake because this ain't a run it back situation. This is a maybe we need to start the rebuild right now. 
I and oh, no, see, but I think they're gonna run it back. I oh, they oh they are absolutely gonna run it back. The smart decision would be to do what the Rams did last year and start to rebuild the purge now and get your books right and then try to build back. But no, they're gonna double down. I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. No, and I, I saw somebody in, in the comments saying, saying, well, let's get rid of the 3-4, let's move to the 4-3. Here's the problem is all your personnel was acquired in, in, in with the idea of a running a 3-4. Like, for for example, you oh, Yeah, but all that personnel is up. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, sure, a, not sure outside linebackers. Oh, they, they could easily become 4-3 ends. Both of them are 4-3 ends. They are. They played that. The, how much no, did they they're 3-4 three, three, OLBs. They're four three ends. Emmanuel Emmanuel Agba is a one pure four three DN on this roster. I think he's a three four DN. But anyway, no, I, I hear what you're saying. He's not a three four DN. We don't run a three four. We yeah, we're Rockham Sockham. They don't they don't run a three four. They like how much was Raekwon Davis on the field? But, but okay, they ran they basically ran a two four five. But when when they had three up front, again. Raekwon is, I mean, Emmanuel Agba is not, he's not a 3 4. He doesn't hold up against the run well enough with all the respect to Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a great 4 3 DM. That's his ideal role. Anyway, but to me, I still maintain. And here's your, who's your pure 4 3 middle linebacker? If you run, if you go David to, Long. He's a little, little light, light in the shorts, as they, as they he's say. A, he's light in the shorts for three, four inside linebacker. He's they still got it done. Still led your team in tackles. Still was allegedly highly rated inside linebacker. I'm not arguing with you. I think Jerome Baker's, and he's not going to be here, but I think Jerome Baker is a is a four three weak side linebacker. Yes, it's, you know we're we're you know, I, the way they're built, the way their roster is right now, they ha- they don't have the personnel for either. So it, it's. It's not and like you're the other, the other bottom line too is it doesn't matter what scheme you use, it's you know it's how well you, you how well you can execute it. They don't have the cornerbacks for any scheme, they don't have the safeties for any scheme, they don't have they, they got their ends are coming back in October. Like you know, you they don't have, have a nose tackle team. and a defensive tackle under contract. They got one defensive tackle under contract. Like you can build whatever you want to build. It, it, I don't I don't see that as a a stopping point. I think you got to decide what st- sort of style that you want to play. And I'm personally of the opinion. I don't think these players liked all this zone. They, I, I don't think they did, but then again, you're going to get a whole new batch of players. So that's in the back end, but, and, but that, that's down the line. Yeah. That, that's down the line. Um, Let's let you want to get into some questions. Sure. Let's rock and roll. Am I reading? Um, or are you reading? I'm, I, I'll read, and you can you, you can get the first crack at every question. How's that? Okay, uh, Jabari. This is a this is a. Oh damn! You made it go away. I know you. I just, did. Has Herbert or Tua shown they have the glow? What's the glow? Oh come on! You know what the glow? Oh, I forgot. Is that, you is, that the, is that a synonym for it? Yes. That that's 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 that the glow is. It's three minutes left. You're trailing by three. In the fourth quarter, yes, are you Herbert. are yes, you going Herbert. are you going to yes, kill? Herbert has shown in more than two. Yes, you want me to say it? I'll say it, Jabari, because you were, you were hitting me up on Twitter. Yes, Herbert has shown it, and I and I even like provided the the passer rating stats. Four minutes left, trailing, and Herbert's at eighty-seven point two. Two was at sixty-eight point zero. Okay, and then if you're going to just look back at the Dolphins game, well, look, Herbert, Herbert couldn't finish the game. You mean when he was sacked? When he was sacked twice, and then he pressured into a. Uh, Intentional grounding because his line couldn't hold up for two seconds. 
yeah, in that game, he couldn't complete the comeback, but he also completed other comebacks during the season. Seriously. See, I, I think, well, yes, genesis, I do think, sorry. I think the genesis of this question is you confessing to the people why you and like I think Herbert. That I, that I think Herbert's better in Tua. I, yes, Herbert's better in Tua. And I, and, and because I of the arm and because of the athleticism, say it. It's not, no, it's not just that, dude. It's, not it's mostly that. that. Well, that's, that's part of it. Oh, oh, it's a big part of it. He's more accurate down the field than Tua is. Okay. And again, and again, let's not. Let, let, we certainly can pinpoint a couple of passes, um, but like, like, like for example, that throw that Tua made against the Chargers in the opener, the one where he stepped up in the pocket through the hill, best pass of his career, absolutely brilliant. Herbert's probably made twelve of those in his career. I mean, so okay. I, and, I'm not going to refute it. I could tell you, uh, as somebody who was in the process and was looking at both of those quarterbacks head to head, and maybe. I felt like I made the wrong decision at the beginning of the season. And then when Tua whooped his tail, I was like, mm, maybe I did make the wrong decision. Tua whooped his tail. It was 36-34. Dude, are you serious about this? Who owns, who owns the winning record against in head-to-head? Okay. Team game. Team game. Uh, it's always a team game when it's convenient for you. But, yeah, you you know what happened. You know what, you know what time it is. Uh, Tua, Tua owns him. Um, listen. One, it's two and one, by the way. It's two to one. Their personality. I'm dying to see what Herbert becomes under Jim Harbaugh because there are no more excuses now. You got an alpha dog as a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's gonna bring that dog out of you, or he's gonna move on. And well, no, and, they, they, do, they can't move on because they the, the Chargers have done this with Herbert for at least a couple more years with the contract they gave. You can always move on from a quarterback, especially somebody like Herbert. Somebody give you first round pick. You can move on if you want to. The dead money is going to be ridiculous. Come you on. could you could do anything. You could do anything okay. you want to. What's wrong here? But okay. You oh, you could do it. Let me let me look at their cap situation. Let me let me, just for you. Come on. The, I I can't I can't outdo you in many things, but I can and outdo you in NFL finances. And in the meantime, I'll acknowledge Karen. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Chargers. Yes, you're right. They're forty forty six million dollars over the cap. They're they're right in the neighborhood of the Dolphins. And look um, at the, the cap pit if you move on. It's it, again, this is where what I'm talking about with two in the contract. If you're gonna give him a long-term extension, give yourself an out after to me, it's no more than two years. There's three, no, you're not you, if you sign a tour to a contract, he's gonna get three years. If you make him play and, on the and again, option, then it then you're committing to four more years of tour. So okay, then seven or eight years to for, for your quarterback to hit the ceiling. No, sorry, way too long. Way too long. You could also move him after that in that final third year. You don't have to be absolutely committed to him. So then you got then you got to now you 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 stop crying. Committed. You're then always you're crying about to go. Oh, I don't want to be committed. You like a serial bachelor when it comes to quarterbacks. You you just want to date around, date around, date around, and and then uh, and, and what if you find somebody you really like, Pupar? Then what? I want somebody I love. If the idea is to win a Super Bowl, I don't want somebody who's good but won't, won't, won't get you there. And it's a very short list of people who will get you there. And he can't beat the three that are, that, that, that are in front of him right now. I'm not going to deny that. Doesn't mean that he won't be in the next two years able to beat the three that are in front of him. But right now he can't. And Okay, and, and, if, he does, and if he can't, then in the next two years, move on. Okay. And as I said in, in yesterday's, uh, uh, you know, when podcast worlds unite, and I strongly encourage you to watch that episode, episode 206, it's not timely. It touches everything. It touches the cap crisis, touches Tua Tungavaloa, touches future contracts to Tua, touches um, one player that we would add to the team to improve to it, to, to get make the 2024 Dolphins better. Watch that episode. Um, as I said yesterday, 
If you tell me right now, sign my life on the line for five straight years of 11 and six seasons that don't bring you a championship, I'm signing, Poupard. And you know in your mind, in your conscious mind, that you would too because it would lead to better seasons for alldolphins.com. Well, sure. <laughs> don't 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 act like you wouldn't. In that point, don't the concept. And the, the the other the caveat was no playoff wins. Eleven and six for the next five years, no playoff wins. I I don't no know if I agreed to no playoff wins. I'm yes, just, I said no Super Bowl. Huh? That was the conversation. No, uh, and, and yes, I, actually, not now that you not you put it that way. Since it's better for business if the Dolphins are relevant and in the playoffs. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm speak. See, this is this is how <laughs> magnanimous I I can be. Is I'm looking out for the Dolphin fans who won a Super Bowl title, and this I, is how I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but you know what? You know what winning a Super Bowl title means? Time to reset. Okay, and this is a question I would ask the fans in the comment section. Okay, you win a Super Bowl title, and then you you it's followed by four years of crap where you don't make the playoffs, or make the playoffs five years in a row but you don't win a playoff game. What do you prefer? I didn't say don't do them like that. Let them get one or two playoff wins in five years. Come on, man. Okay, but, Let but them be the Cincinnati know. Bengals. Okay, you never reached the AFC Championship game. Okay, I I will certainly okay, give you a, that. What's the preference? Um, for business, for those, you know what your preference would be. <laughs> gotcha. I don't know. I'm talking from a business standpoint. You give me those playoff wins. Give me those playoffs every year. You get you 11 and 6 exactly and the the point i'm bringing to you is you know what the dolphins from a business standpoint are thinking oh absolutely just give me 11 and give me 11 and 6 but here's the other thing too is is you're under the assumption that if they maintain the status quo everywhere it's 11 and 6 for the next five years i'm not necessarily convinced is it possible that at some point it's going to start going like this again because you know um, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't say that they're gonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. trust me. I, I, I sat here and I said this. This. I, I'm digging and digging and digging and and I'm providing content on alldolphins.com and hopefully you're you're checking them out. I've done the depth chart. I've done um the depth chart. I've done a breakdown of all the ten issues that you have to deal with before you even be get to the free agency point. So the this is the ten things you got to deal with before you get to the starting line of the off season. And I'm forecasting it now. It doesn't look good. It doesn't unless unless Chris Greer is able to pull a rabbit out of his hat. And, uh, and when I say a rabbit out of his hat, it's Jalen Ramsey esque player. And it's possible. This sure. th- this looks kind of bleak f- financially for the future. It does because you're going to be letting a lot of your free agents go because you're not going to be able to pay for them this offseason. And then you have to replace them with rookies. And you know how Chris Greer drafts? Yeah. So it, I said it. I, I don't deny it. I've said it for a decade. I know. And no, and I, it's hard to disagree. Nick, thank you very much. Omar has strongly hinted several times that Fangio leaving was a very real possibility. So I wasn't shocked to hear the news. I'm more concerned about the salary cap than this grumpy dude leaving. You got a problem with grumpy dudes, Nick? Come on, man. <laughs> At least you own it. <laughs> Listen. Um, hey, man. Um, yeah. If you watch the All Dolphins podcast, I've been dropping hints since God knows, probably episode like 50. Like, he, Fangio wasn't happy here. 
and Fanjo just did what he wanted to do. And and the minute he decided he didn't want to be here, he wasn't going to be here. I personally will miss him <laughs> for many reasons. Number one, because he's a kindred spirit. Number two, because we get coordinator Thursdays. Yes. And, oh. and with, with all due respect to Frank Smith and Danny Crossman, uh, who are nice enough, you you got you got relevant stuff, relevant comments from Vic Fangio on a regular basis, whereas not so much from the other two guys. Yeah, I mean, because Fangio just didn't care. He just right. he just he just literally nuked people, and I don't care. And it was never unfair. It was never a cheap shot. He was it just was never unfair. It was never a cheap shot, but it was literally he just a straight shooter. Call it as it is. He right. Flat out was just like, you know, and, and yeah, I did respect that as well. Um, but the, the issue began, players did not feel like he was always being fair to other players. And I'll give you a perfect example. There is nothing wrong with Cam Smith as a player. And I have asked to a man, do you think he could have outperformed Eli, Eli Apple? And everybody said yes. Vic said, absolutely, hell no. And the, the problem that we have there is you're stunting the growth and development of the team primarily. And I'm sure this is what Chris Greer's problem was because I'm sorry. Cam Smith couldn't have played worse than Eli Apple. And if he did play worse than Eli Apple, he just would have been replaced by Eli Apple, who then would have continued to play bad. Correct. There's, there was no reason to not, to not give him a shot. Again, we don't see what's going on in the practice other than stretching. and, and Yeah, and that's what Mike McDaniel said to us once when he got frustrated by us hammering him with the question. And he basically said, if players – and this is what bothered me. He basically said if players felt like he could help them, they would have called for it to happen. And Mike is a coach where he would have listened to the players. But they did call for it to happen, and Vic didn't listen. No, correct. And to me, maybe it was the beginning of, beginning of the end. If you remember the Jacksonville preseason game, he got beat on a double move and bad. That was so long ago, though. I, dude, but can you – other from what we saw, because you, you and I both saw him in training camp, that dude looked good. He got beat one time on a double move, and then in the preseason game against Jacksonville, he got smoked on a double move, and then basically that was the end of him. It, it made no sense, and it and my point is, it also made no sense to players, and that that's when that's when you kind of have issues there. Like, and and I'm not questioning Vic Fangio's. I I wrote a column once saying I'm not questioning his knowledge or or understanding of defense or scheme. What I am questioning is his ability to compromise and find common ground and that is probably why he'll never be a head coach in the nfl ever again again um but no that one's a great mystery because it was almost a case a case of you know cutting off his nose to spite his face it's like why why are you not giving the kid a shot i mean like you mentioned especially in those games after eli had a absolutely put him in there and, and if he's completely you know crapping the bed then you take him out Give him one. Give him one. Give him the third series of the game. See how he performs. Have uh, specifically call the plays how you think you're, you're going to call them. The scheme how you think you're going to call them. If he struggles in the first first five snaps, replace him. You never even presented yourself. You didn't even play him in garbage time. He played eleven snaps all season. And this we're not making this about Eli uh, Cam Cam Smith 
because clearly there are some issues where he needs to show a level of maturity and growth that was not there. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of rookies go through that. And they kept dangling the carrot and never giving it to him. Well, okay, after a while, you get frustrated and be like, F it. And that's where he was. And then that happened. That's why you started to see Ethan Bonner playing ahead, playing ahead of him. But the question is, was Fangio fair to Cam Smith? And the answer I consistently got back was no. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, the, he wasn't the only person that he wasn't fair to. But listen, and that's why he's gone. It is what it is. Uh, Nuclear Nick, thank you very much. Fangio did way better than I expected, and I wish he had stayed. At the end of the day, though, we can sit here and say he was good for the team or he could have done better, but he didn't want to be here, so it all seems moot at this point. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm not crying over his departure. And I am, you, damn it. Yeah, I know you are. You like grumpy curmudgeons. I do. Um, to, what, 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 what is this? Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of the comments. Okay. You get the first response, but I'll read them. Lewis, thank you very much. Two are year one. Hip shouldn't sit, played. I mean, I'm going to guess that. Should have said he meant should have said played. Okay. Year two, uh, Deshaun plus flow, remain a pro. Year three, two, I can't play MVP candidate. Year four, can't stay healthy, played 18 games. Year five, not clutch to be determined. I wouldn't bet against Tua. I love you, Lewis. I love you. That's that's that listen, whatever you put in front of him and say you can't do this, that's what he's gonna work the offseason to prove you that he can do. And I yeah, believe he's going to play. He's going to play fourth quarters against good teams in the offseason. Is that what he's going to do? Sorry, he's going to work on his clutch gene, and he's going to develop exactly other than, other than driving a car. Exactly. Did I did I did I not say to you all season he's not delivering in those clutch moments? You did, and it was a disappointment, and it, it was heartbreaking. He was acknowledging the obvious. I mean, <laughs> can I take your shoe with this? Sorry, Lewis. Okay, hold on. Here, here we go. Uh, if we want to go the shouldn't have, shouldn't have played route, that kind of goes against the Flores hated him, didn't want to do it, but that was maybe the whole... He was forced on Flores. Well, correct. Okay. The whole, and I, I would have a, a, a less of an issue with this if it weren't for the fact that I'm going to maintain one of his best career games easily and the one where he showed the most mobility in the open field easily Arizona. was at Arizona in what was his second career start. So if the hip was such an issue, don't know that he would have been moving. He, I don't think he was all the way past the hip. Let's not do that. He was not. Yes. Did, he you, ran see, did you see that game? Yes. He actually looked for the only time in his career, I, I might add, in the open field, he almost looked like a running back. That was some really impressive scrambling. It that does not mean you're all the way healed. And the, the hip is something that I was told was going to be there his whole career. And all and it takes is one my, bad and, and, and with the, the, the wonders of modern medicine – Lo and behold, guys recover from that stuff. So I'm I'm sorry, I, I don't buy the hip. Okay. Second year, absolutely, to have the, all the talk of the Deshaun Watson. Sure. I um, don't not not feel wanted. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was a great quote. Um, <laughs> he is so honest. I, lo I love that. Four, it's fine. The thing with your not clutch, and not clutch now, it's four years. It's not just one year. It's four years. Okay. That Eight is fourth quarter wins. Sorry? Eight fourth quarter wins for Tua Tungavaloa in his Correct. four years. And, and the passer rating again. The pa hold on. Because 
and I'm, I, I'm going to bring it up. Normally, I meant maybe I wouldn't because I believe more in the eye test. But since you always bring up led the league in passer rating last year, fifth this year, I'm going to use it against you if I have to. And trailing with four minutes left, his career passer rating is 68.0, which sucks. And his career passer rating against playoff opponents also is not good. And we've seen the big games. And and mind you, this Dolphins didn't lose because of him in those games. But if he's an elite quarterback to whom you're going to spend big money, he needs to play better in those games at Buffalo in 2020, at the end of the year, at Tennessee in 2021. Last year at the end, Chargers, 49ers actually played well against the Bills, even though they lost. And even though he did have a chance to drive them for a game leading, maybe game winning field goal. And then this year we saw what happened down the stretch. So, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying he can take it. He can't take another step next year. I'm just saying, the clutch gene and performing against playoff type opponents. We haven't seen it. And it's been four years. So. Ohio, John. Thank you, John. Did players feel like they had an open door to talk to fans about their concerns or did their communication start stop at the position coaches? Omar. No. <laughs> so it stopped at the position coaches. Yes. And I don't think the position coaches felt like they could come to Fangio either. Which is, a, that's a problem. We need to acknowledge Gus over here. Thank you, Gus. Thank you, Gus. The nautical hippo. That's a great, that's a great. Oh, I love the avatar too. You got, you got oh, to tweet me on Twitter, nautical hippo, so I can see what your avatar is. Hopefully it's cool like that. I since like that. we're all, sorry, since we're all conspiracy theorists here, how about Belichick as a DC and offends move on from McDaniel? He becomes head coach and breaks Shula record. Appreciate all you guys do. Wow. Can you, can you I, I love, I love the, the creativity of it though. Can you imagine if Belichick wound up breaking the record as Dolphins head coach? No. And I think that that's ridiculous and horrible. And I think I would stone Stephen Ross if that ever happened and if Belichick ever coached the Miami Dolphins. So, and Belichick isn't taking a defensive coordinator job. He might be out of the NFL because the Falcons thing is cool. I, 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 I don't understand why people thought he would immediately just get snapped up because I'm sorry. It's, it's proven this, this generation of players, they don't handle the Belichick's and the Vic Fangio's well. And if you are not going to – this league is gra gravitating more to the NBA, and I know they're super uncomfortable with it, but I'm sorry. Players will post up those Kick Rocks videos that you saw. Um, and Ron Holland. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sorry. This is a gen different generation of players. I remember Adam Gase. This is Adam Gase. This isn't even Brian Flores. The era Adam Gase. Adam Gase sat me down. When I had a number of feuds with a number of players because I was too critical of them. And he basically said, even though I'm right, uh, this is a generation of players that cannot be criticized. And that was 10 years ago. That was like like the Jordan Phillips and the and and the Jakeem Grants. That was 10 years ago. Like this is this, oh, yeah, he kept he kept dumping on Jakeem for his because he couldn't catch suspect hands because he couldn't catch. I said suspect hands. I'm trying to be. I'm I'm the politically correct one here. Suspect. Could he catch? He was mad at me because I said he couldn't catch in practice. Could he catch? <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> Bro couldn't get like are you a receiver? You can't catch. He couldn't catch. Don't tell, don't tell a lot. He would no. He did not have great hands. Uh, like I'm like. You about this big and you can't catch? 
Like, man. <laughs> you know what, though? You know what? I'd still take if he, if you were back to, to perfect health, I'd still take him back on the Dolphins to serve as a kick return special. I absolutely am with you. I I would advocate he'll be back here. I would I'll I'll, I'll advocate I, he is an upgrade over over Braxton Barrios. Yeah, except he blew out his knee like badly in the preseason. He'll be health. back. I hope so. He lives uh, here in the off season. FBS Bingo, thank you. Reason is the most clickbait podcaster and has the most fake sources. Omar just lost in the sauce. Okay. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I I like some of Reason's work. Reason is is verified to me by somebody that I really too trust. They I don't study Reason's work all the time. Um all the, all this all this podcast beef podcast wars. I'm I'm of the opinion there's enough of an audience out here for everybody. And you can go there there podcasts that are just their audience is nothing but haters. And they just hate on everything. And if you want to listen to hate, if you want to listen to hate talk, please enjoy that podcast. If you want to do film work, go enjoy Reasons Podcast. Dougley Do Wrong. I love Dougley's work because Dougley is the pro football talk of, of, of Dolphins Land, where he's going to bring everybody's work in and he's going to discuss everybody's work. Like there's a room for everything. We are two journalists on the ground floors. We we cover the team. Like there, there, Chris Perkins. Um, there's uh, 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 um, damn, I'm gonna leave other people off. Um, uh, Kyle Krabs. There's um, Locked On Dolphins. There, bro. There, Kyle Krabs. Yes, you mentioned him twice. Don't need to give him two plugs. Uh, okay. There, there is um, the nice folks at Dolphins talk. Uh, what'd you say? The nice folks at Dolphins talk. Bro. Hi, Tom, Biggie, Marissa. TD, TD, whatever his name is. And I apologize if I don't know his name. What is his name? TD Defense Talk. Barry Barry Cunningham's another one. Listen, listen, listen. There's enough of an audience out here for all of us. It's, yeah, it's it's a difficult season. Dolphin fans are all depressed and heartbroken and they don't want to hear no Dolphins talk. And so all of our numbers are down. But we don't need a podcast war. We don't need a podcast war to drive up numbers. We don't. I I'm, like I'm good. Yeah, like it, we 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 don't we don't need that. Like if now if you want a war, we can have a war. Like if that's what you want, we could do it. But I'm good. I I I got love for everybody. All right, kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> like Bobby, thank you. Thank you. We need a DC that matches head coach's pension for innovation and creativity. Who would that be in your opinion? Brian Flores. <laughs> he, would be, he would be great from an exercise X's and O I'm sorry, I meant it though. But <laughs> yeah, he's very, very creative. Um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess that's probably not very realistic as a <laughs> just, I, I I'm a Ron Rivera fan. Um I know, you know, it is what it is. And I think Ron Rivera is a good coach. Give me Ron Rivera. Give me Leslie Frazier. Hell, give me Rex Ryan. Give me Rex. I'll, I'll, I'll take sexy Rexy. Oh, and can you imagine the press conferences with Wes Welker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google or go on YouTube and look for Wes Welker, Rex Ryan foot. <laughs> and, and enjoy 
Uh, oh man, that was awesome. Uh, no, I'd love sexy Rexy. That'd be great. Um, Wink Martindale's another one that I wouldn't mind. Where did he come from again? Um, Long time with the Ravens. Play uh, last year was with the, the Giants, and they moved on from him. Had some issues with Brian Dable. Oh, that Giants defense was trash. Uh, they have, eh, for the most part, but they had one absolute hellacious linebacker. That middle linebacker, holy crap, did he have a year? Oh, okay. okay, Recky, I think his name was. Woo, man, was that right. good. Let's get through some of these questions. Yes, bro. I'm uh, okay. Next one, hipster doofus. <laughs> Thank you. Am I alone in getting deja vu from the Kevin Coral days with this Vic Fangio situation? Am I misremembering or was it quite similar player discontent? It's like Groundhog Day for Dolphin fans, LOL. I don't even remember the Kevin Coyle situation, to be honest with you. No, he was he was a Philbin guy, and when Adam Gase came in, he brought in Vance Joseph. I don't recall it being an issue of of players not liking him at all. Uh, Joe B. Dolphins love channel Keith Williamson. Is reason a bigger a ho than Salgaro? I'm not touching that. Not touching that. Thank you for the contribution, but not not touching that one. I I don't have a problem with either individual. Sorry. Uh, well, hey, what what would you have? What would it take to tag and trade Wilkins? We have a lot of holes, and if Greer lets him walk for nothing, he should be fired. Omar, tag and trade Wilkins. Let me let me jump in and say, but if he, if if he does leave, chances are this was a player for whom the Dolphins could get a good compensatory pick if they wind up. Dude, they haven't had one since twenty twenty. If yeah, because they, they're always spending till the ball till you fall. Correct, but I'm saying this. You you don't think they're gonna ball till you fall this offseason? I don't know if they have the resources to if, ball. If they, okay, yeah, all right. This would be the perfect time to purge and rebuild and you let everybody sign all your free agents and then you just get the compensatory picks and then you just be mediocre for one season and you go you go restart it no dude they're that's what you're telling me no they're halfway in the pool they're not gonna do it i agree Um, with you but my clothes are already wet i might as well swim exactly Uh, yeah uh here's a here's a thing if i don't know so you're, I, asking, I no, you're asking it that you're asking a team to give you good comp good draft pick compensation in addition to giving Christian a big contract. We do we do it, but <laughs> wouldn't we? Uh yeah, you're not wrong. Craig Sebring, I say thank you. I say trade to a reset our team and get Browning and draft our QB. Who who's Browning? Browning? Jake Browning? Jake Browning from the Bengals? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Appreciate it, though. Yeah, no thanks. I'm, 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 I'm there too. Matt, thank you, Matt. I would take one Super Bowl title followed by some losing, rebuilding seasons over five straight, eleven and six seasons without a title in a heartbeat. And it's not necessarily either or. See Chiefs' current run of success. Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, get Patrick Mahomes. It'd be a lot easier for you to do that. Um, and and the Chiefs are are going to be facing a tough offseason as well. Um, you know, financially things run their course when you start to pay big money quarterback salaries. Um, Bills are facing tough times. Eagles are facing tough times. Chiefs are facing tough times. Uh, I don't know about Baltimore. Let me look at Baltimore. Um, While you do that, I'll look at the next one. 
Well, thank yeah. you. And by the way, there was only one first round graded defensive tackle in this year's draft. I think Wilkins could yield a first or second round pick because of that. Uh, no, because you're going to have to discount it based on the big money contract. Oh, you can get a second round pick even. You know, second round up first. I said, no, first. No. Okay. Um, I, yeah, you could tag him if he's willing to side the, the tag. You could, you could give him the franchise tag, not the transition tag. Uh, cause the transition tag, I don't have to give you the draft picks. I just signed him to a contract that you're not going to match and say goodbye. Um, or hold on, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We mentioned, speaking of Wes Welker. In 2007, Wes Walker was the Dolphins put the or was going to be a restricted free agent. Patriots wound up putting a contract in that the Dolphins were going to match or no, didn't want to match and they wound up trading him for a second and a seven. It it, it is what it is. Um, it, it's anything is possible. Anything is possible. I mean, what are you, you doing, remember? Jerry Seinfeld now? No, that's um, that's yeah. Kevin Garnett when he won a champion. Anything is possible. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember. With the with the um, Celtics. By the way, did you see the one where Paul Pierce apparently challenged, said he could outrun Vita Vea of the Bucks, and they're going to do Paul, like a race. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is going to supposedly he's going to race, or they're talking about it, or it's out there on the Twitterverse. Okay, Joe B. Um, Thank you. Stop dragging your feet, Omar. Spill the be- spill the beans. He gone now. What beans? I what didn't I? Oh, that must be old because I think I spilled every bean that there was there to be spilled. I'm Fanjo. Uh, Devin, thank you, Devin. What do you guys think about Ronaldo Hill being the next Dolphin DC? Um, talking about the players wanting an alpha. That's not Ronaldo Hill's personality. He's correct. very he's very mellow. Um, doesn't mean he can't be a good defensive coordinator. Doesn't mean he can't create great game plans doesn't mean he can't um listen and work well he's more along the lines of of mike mcdaniel's personality than than vic fangio um it just means they got somebody's got a lead man somebody uh, that 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 anthony campanelli personality that you see leading team meetings that's why those guys step up and stand out um and you you players especially defensive players they need that Offensive players are more cerebral. Uh, defensive players, they need that Dan Campbell-esque mentality. Excellent point. If I had a mint, you'd, you'd get one right now. I don't. All know. right. Thank but you. Get, there you go, like this. Right. Juanito Labito, Canadian fellow. Thank you, Juanito. Quick pivot. If one of you lads had to buy a Finns throwback jersey, which would you purchase and why? Floor is yours, gentlemen. Oh, my goodness gracious. Zach Thomas. No question about it. I love Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas is my favorite football player ever of all time. Um, so I still get goosebumps talking to Zach Thomas and interacting with Zach Thomas and his retirement. Like, get, Zach made me, made me cry during his retirement media press conference. It was so emotional. Like, it, 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 you know, it it was extremely emotional for me. I go back and watch it now, and it probably make me cry. Um, Zach is Zach is that dude to me. You everything Omar just said. No, no, it's it's Zach also. Um, I, I wish I wish great, Zach would great be, dude. be in the organization and work mm-hmm. in the front office. I wish Zach would 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 do. I I turn this franchise over to him in a heartbeat. He don't want to do it. But. No, you don't want to do it because he wants to spend time with his kids. Uh, great player. Who you want to talk about maxing out what you have athletically? That's your dude right there. That's what you should be pre-calling the the pregame 
like Zach should be they they should call Zach out of retirement. Say Zach, we need you to come call these preseason games. And 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 on television, just do it, Zach. Come on, I'm begging you. Yeah, like, I mean, completely great, dude. It's a month of it's a month of work, Zach. And Dolphin fans need you, brother. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. Um, so yeah, that's my. We both have the same answer, and I think it's a pretty clear choice. Uh, Gus, thank you again. With the change in DC, I would imagine it changes the priority to keep players like Baker, X, Wilkins, Gink, and other defensive guys. No. It's all about this, Gus. Yeah, no. Uh, I I think only Wilkins is back in that group. And if you don't think Vic Fangio is about to take Van Ginkle with him wherever he's going, I mean, to the Eagles, uh, you're kidding yourself. Um, Van Ginkle is – Vic Fangio is very high on Van Ginkle, and I, I totally understand why. Van Ginkle is a perfect fit for him, loves him. Um, so – um, expect him to be one player. I and I want Van Ginkle to get the most money that he could possibly get from whatever situation he's in. And so, then somebody uh, hit me up on Twitter in a mailbag. I don't recall which one, making the point. Well, if if Van Ginkle is such a great fit, how come he didn't? He wasn't a starter until early. Well, because no, he actually was a starter in the season opener. He played over David Long. Remember that created a big controversial stir. He played an inside linebacker over David Long. But it wasn't. No, okay, you're right. But he wasn't a full like a full time starter at the beginning. But he played. He played in the in their base package where David Long was in a sub package. Never was, was the other way around. Actually, no, it was it was he was the because the nickel is their base. So he Van Giegel played in the nickel. David Long was correct. In the, well, that, that's what I, yeah, the nickel. Okay, no, don't trick me like that. Uh, you're right. It, I said it to you in a very tricky fashion. Yes, you but, did. Uh, yes. Would you all thank you, Jay Live? Though who who would be all choice for DC? I think we addressed that. Ron Rex Rivera, Ryan, that huh? Ron Rivera. I'll I'll throw out Rex Ryan. Okay. Um, and by the way, he's he's forget what you think about him as a head coach or a TV analyst, whatever. He's a great defensive coordinator. Yes, Jay Live. Though Flores D with this offense would be something. You are absolutely correct. Uh, you saw it with um, the fraud guy. What fraud guy? The the one who's a fraud. The before before Fangio, I don't even remember his name. Defensive coordinator before Fangio. Josh Boyer. There you go, the fraud guy. You're gonna, but you're going to compare Josh Boyer to Brian Flores, even though they ran kind of sort of the same. Stadium. They ran the same offense. Yeah, he just didn't. He he was a fraud because he didn't run. He, he couldn't run it well because it really wasn't his his defense, and he wasn't right. even. Gerald Alexander called the defense for the second half of the season with Flores, and which is by why Josh way, Boyer snaked him. Huh? Got a job with the Raiders, by the way. Yes. Josh Boyer was was a turncoat, snaked Flores, snitching behind the scenes. You mean Alexander? It, uh, no, Snake Flores. Okay. Snake Flores, to save his job, was forced on Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I'm telling all the business, all the tea. Was forced on Mike McDaniel. And re- and made sure he had got Gerald Alexander, who had the locker room out of town, out of Dodge, and woo, it 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 it's been it's been rough ever since. Then you finally get the coordinator that you want in Vic Fangio, and then that guy basically is like, "Yeah, you go sit over there in the corner. Let me do what I'm I'm doing." But Dan, to go back to the question, yes, because I think Flores is a great would be a great DC. His defense was like 16th this year. 
Omar, how much love does Salguero get? Oh, hold on, yeah, you're not gonna compare what the Vikings had to, um, in terms of talent. Come on, give me a break. Okay, fine. Okay, uh, Joby Omar, how much love does Salguero get from you? Why is it an Omar question number one? Why, that's not. Why? That's not who you should be asking about Salguero. Okay. Who should he be asking? Some a guy wearing a Montreal Expos hat. Um, but but I don't have any beef with Salguero. I. We 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 generally travel together on flights. Respect him for what he's done in the industry. Wish him the best at what he's doing now. Outside of the whole Trump stuff, I ain't got no problem with him. <laughs> yeah, you, you went there. Okay. Um, moving on. J2K JT 2K26. Thank you. Ryan Clark was right. I think if Tua loses 20 pounds, work on his speed, he will be more of a threat. Defenders will have to worry about his feet. But then he won't be durable. He'll be more susceptible to injuries. Can't have it both ways. Right? Uh, I, I, you know, Tua put on weight to make himself more durable. He's thicker. He is. I, I call him thickum. It, it is what it is. Like, and... I'm sorry, you can't have it all. Do you want to scram? Do you need a scrambling quarterback? Is that what you want? Is that what you need? Look, I know, I know what you want need, but I don't want my quarterback to run. I don't. I don't, I don't want a scrambling quarterback. I want a quarterback who's able to make play off schedule and outside of the pocket if need. You make plays off schedule and outside of the pocket. Run, run some rollout bootlegs. Stop it. Run some rollout bootlegs. He could make it happen. Don't do that. What what he is better at is decisions going through his reads progressions throwing accurate passes give me it was um i don't know if this for certain i can't remember because it's been so long ago i once asked a very established head coach who had found quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback to give me the 10 traits that you need for he I didn't even ask for 10 the traits that you need from a quarterback how long ago over over a decade ago because I believe it was Mike I'm I can't remember who the coach was but I believe it was Mike Shanahan okay but understand the NFL has changed the NFL has changed but he always built his teams off quarterbacks that were like Lamar Jackson and like Trey Lance so I I think it was I I I I can't say verbatim because I do not remember who I got it from. It was either Mike Shanahan or Gruden. I cannot thousand percent remember, but it was somebody who you can un you cannot question their ability to identify quarterbacks. Okay, so but what's so what's the point? Get to the get to the oh, don't be rushing me. I mean, it's like don't, don't be rushed. Don't be rushing me. The point is, of those traits, accuracy. Decision making, pocket presence, one, two, three. So I'm going off this list, and two has the top three. There's leadership in there. I I have to find the list. I used to show people on Twitter the list all the time. I kept the list on my desk all the time, and this was right when they were they they were drafting quarterbacks and they picked Ryan Tannehill, and he didn't have none of that shit. And, and um, it and I still go by that list, and I still truly believe in it accuracy and there's nobody associated with the coaching and quarterback position who will not tell you that accuracy is the most important trait for a quarterback 
There's nobody. And if somebody ever tells you the most important trait for a quarterback and it's not accuracy, you better take them off the list of people who you want to listen to. But, okay, but you're all serious. The thing we're talking about the NFL, and you're talking about like there's a discrepancy, especially among like, let's say, upper half of the NFL. You're talking about like there would be a discrepancy like this in terms of accuracy. No, discrepancy is going to be like this. Okay. Uh, and my other point, if you look at you look at the let's say the, can we agree the top three quarterbacks in the AFC right now, and probably in the NFL, Mahomes, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dolphin fans, I said to Josh Allen. Sorry if that offends anybody. I, I, I don't think Dolphin fans can even argue that Josh Allen's okay, a top no, but one. You get pushback. You get pushback. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, yeah. Ooh, so who is? On the, correct. It's on the, not Josh Allen. Who is? Oh, no. On the streets of Twitter on, on Sunday or on Monday, it was like all Josh Allen bashing. Um, what those guys also have is the ability to make things off schedule and, and create things on the move, mm-hmm. scrambling. Picking yes. up first downs, and that's I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will be in there too. Well, not anymore, but at some point he was. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be. All right, all right. Now. Okay, so anyway, we let me get back to this here. Chenna, thank you very much. If Miami hires Campanelli, do you think McDaniel goes to Greer and Ross and tells them to give him McDaniel another two, three year window with the team? No. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's heading into year three. We sent a four this year. Is a, this is a. This is a. The way they're going to approach this offseason is all in again. Win now. Yeah. You better hire a defensive coordinator that can help you win now. Like you don't yeah. have time for growth pains and growing experiences, and that's why I don't think it should be anybody in house. No, no disrespect to anybody involved, and if it is somebody in house, best of luck to them. But that defense better not be anything worse than tenth. Yeah, yeah, it might be worse than ten, especially since you're starting off with no. It don't matter. It don't matter. You're win, You're in a win now mode. You better. You better figure no, it correct. out. Correct. That's why. No, they're not getting it to the. They, they don't have the cap maneuverability for another two three year window. Yeah. No. And if you're gonna do that another two three year window, then just purge it. Just start now. Peter J. Finfan, thank you. Dysfunction at its best. Wide receiver needs an OC. Now we screwed up DC. I think we're in Ross would mess up a wet dream. Uh, wide receiver need an OC. I don't. I don't get that part. I don't. I don't get that. That whole. No. Peter, your 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 comment is not making much sense. But I, I guess it's Ross and Greer are the problem. Okay, I've I've heard this all before. You know when you don't win the Super Bowl, it's the GM and 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 the owner's fault, and then the head coach and then the quarterback, like. It's all it's all the same game. It's it's like playing a shell game. Um, it's it's whoever seats hot next. Nuclear Nick, that's amazing. Zach Thomas is also my favorite player, and he's the only player whose jersey I have besides Otani. Oh, Otani, that Otani's a great one. Um, do you know who Otani is, Omar? Yeah, he's a baseball player. Very very good. He pitches and he um he pitches and he hits, and he just had surgery. No. Like 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 uh, Tyrion from the from uh, Game of Thrones, he throws strikeouts, hits home runs, and drinks wine. That's what the dude does. Completely amazing. It. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Juan Vargas, thank you very much. You guys are dreaming. Miami is back again. 
uh, dreaming about what? I wish Miami's back. When Miami's back, we do better business. Um, EJ9803, why would bringing a failed head coach help McDaniel become a better head coach? You know why? You want to take it first? No, go for it. Um, failure leads to education and learning from your experiences. Some of the best stories that you could share about your failures. Um, and you've, you, you don't know what you face until you faced it. Well, a head coach that's faced it and failed or faced it and succeeded. And I think Ron Rivera has been as succeeded on many fronts. Um, uh, let's not look at, you know, let's let's not pretend like the Washington Commanders hadn't been a, a dysfunctional organization for quite a while and basically sabotaged him trading away some of his better defensive players and, you know, and giving him a quarterback that wasn't drafted in the fifth round. Like, I'm sorry, you think you're going to succeed with a quarterback drafted in the fifth round? Is, is that is that really what we're doing? I know I know the 49ers are succeeding with the Mr. Irrelevant, but. Because they're stacked everywhere. Um, I think he's good, and he just delivered a fourth quarter victory, and nobody's putting respect on his and he played gosh like darn booty, name. And he played like booty cheeks the rest of the game. And and, and then when his team needed him to rise and sure. be be clutch, he did what Tua couldn't. Absolutely fair. Uh, hold on, I want to address this one here real quickly, guys. And and that isn't that how we define our quarterbacks? Can they no. rise to the occasion when you need them to? No, it's part of of the evaluating process, evaluation process. Oh. Uh, anyway, no, the question was, I can't find it right now. It's about why do we think Vrabel is going to get a head coaching job? Because he's a hell of a coach. That's why. And to me, to me, he's in my top five. And, and also consider, understand, fans, um, when a head coach gets fired, head coach contracts are guaranteed. When they get fired and they've got years remaining on their contract, there's something to, called offset language, which means if you get another job, and we hope you do get another job, basically, if we owe you $5 million, whatever your next job is, whether it's for $2 million, we're going to pay you $2 million less. So no matter what, next year, you're going to make $5 million. So if you take another job, you're basically subsequently working for free. I have always wondered to, in my mind, why don't you as a coach take a year off, recharge your batteries, do some, do what Vic Fangio did, instead of jumping back in a job and working for free? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Because they want, because they enjoy what they do. I mean, that's all right. I enjoy what I do too. I'm not doing it for free, though. You're not. Nope. Means I have to pay you when you write stories. Absolutely. Um. Oh, that's funny, Dylan Pupar. Should Tua come up here to our hometown of Montreal this offseason to train outside and get ready for the playoffs? Listen, <laughs> let me let me address that playoff game because I don't know if I have done it thoroughly or accurately and it's one of those things where i You're feel like excuses. go ahead omar oh my god you're sorry just... i feel like i should provide i haven't done a film study in a very long time just because of the criticism that comes with it like gaze was one of the ones that taught me not to stop doing the film study i'm, I'm just being honest with you because players got all in their feelings okay, okay. and that goes back to what we said earlier in, in the show that Players in 2024 or 2020 or whatever. They just can't handle it. Nope. Um, uh, in that Kansas City game, you literally, if you are going, you can only really truly tell this if you're watching the coach's film. The television copy does not do it justice. Anything going that direction. Oh, well, yeah. Anything going this direction because it was that way. That And if it went 
15 feet in the air, that ball was dying. Kicks, all kicks died, all passes in the air died. So for one half of the game, if you were going in that direction, you couldn't throw the ball. Defense was going to clamp down on the run. You had to throw quick hitches, quick screens, very short passes. The only time Patrick Mahomes got them, Patrick Mahomes threw two respectable passes going that direction, going that direction. It was a third down conversion underneath to 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 uh, Kelsey. That was a really, really good throw. Excuse me, about 15 yards downfield. He had to put all his arm into it, which he can do. And it got there. And then there was an underneath drag route, which you know how Dolphins love those drag routes, um, acrossers uh, over the middle of the field to the to the Rice kid. And he just got you rack and 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 got 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 you in the scoring territory. Both plays got you in the scoring territory. When the Dolphins were going that way, they absolutely couldn't do anything. Tua's big pass came when he was going that way. Um, Mahomes went that way, and his pass got caught up in the wind and died. Um, the wind conditions dictated the wind conditions dictated how Kansas City played because they knew how you were going to play because you didn't have the quarterback with the arm. So they played for that, and they were jamming the snot out of Miami's receivers, as you saw, and they were playing to defend the run. They've got Andy Reid. They're brilliant. They're going to outcoach you no matter what because it's yeah, just not – great. Their DC is great also. Yeah. It's just not – it's just not Tua. It's just not Patrick Mahomes, Tua. It's also Andy Reid, Mike McDaniel. So – yeah, you got out coached, you got out played, you got out schemed, you weren't able to handle the conditions of the game. Um, and the elements played a factor in the game. Like but, but you also said, and this is part of the issue, that the Chiefs were playing a certain way because they knew that Tua can't throw through the through the wind. And that but, like, but, like but, but there's a very short list of quarterbacks that they would have played differently. Very short list. Just give that some thought. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert would be another one who has the arm to do it. The kid in Tennessee. Oh, I mean, we'll let this, absolutely. C.J. Stroud. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the kid in Indianapolis. Yeah, if you can't throw the ball 70 yards, <laughs> you, you're probably going to struggle. I'm sorry. You, you, you. I don't even think Trevor Lawrence could have played in that, in that game. Certainly not with his inaccuracy. Oh yeah, he's accurate. He, no, no, he had a bad year. But let's not pretend that Trevor Lawrence is not. I'm not on that Trevor Lawrence train. Oh like, no, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm rather two every day, all day. Okay. Um. To me, but, it, to me, the Jaguars car with that trade, I wouldn't even let him finish the sentence. <laughs> Would you like to? Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway. Understanding, again, understanding you didn't have a good year, but it's a team game. It's also part of it is what you have around you, as as we heard so often in 2020 and 2021. And it's amazing now that that that, that caveat cannot be used for any quarterback now, even mm -hmm. though and that's all we heard in 2020 and 2021. Again, where's the lie? No lie. Where is the lie? Sorry. No legit coaches will. Uh, Harvey says no legit coaches will come to Miami where they have to answer to an Im imbecile like Greer. That is just so factually inaccurate. And it, and it, it just, 
It's rude. Seriously, there's no reason. It's it's not it's not even it's not even close to accurate. Like, I'm sorry. Um. Okay. I T respect. What about Josh Allen? What's your excuse on that constant fail against Mahomes? I'm sorry. I didn't realize that Josh Allen also played defense for the Bills. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize he was on the field when the Bills allowed the Chiefs to to drive 45 yards for a field goal with 13 seconds left. I'm sorry. I must have missed that part. You do realize IT respect Josh Allen's career passer rating in the playoffs is 100. So please stop. That's very, very ill informed. I mean, if again, you want to say you hate Josh Allen, he plays for the Bills and you're, you're a Dolphin fan, that's one thing. But uh, sorry. Red Skeleton says our owner is personal friends with Harbaugh. Harbaugh was his employee at Michigan. Like, what? I don't get it. Like, and Harbaugh just took a job with the Chargers, so I don't know what that how that's relevant. Yeah, no. Uh, Khalid, uh, I'm curious about Omar's experience on I Am Athlete. Horrible experience. Absolutely horrible. Um, don't lesson learned. Don't work for crazy people or or narcissists. Okay. Dean Brown, Alice missed two open receivers last drive, so an excuse is, are you talking about the crosser to Stephon Diggs where instead he threw to the end zone to Shakir, who was open, by the way, but the throw fell short because he was hit by Chris Jones pushing his left tackle into him as he was releasing the ball? Is that the play you're talking about? It, it bothers me that that they say um, Dolphin fans think that they're going to get Mike Vrabel. Like, you people are delusional. If they could, they, they, they should jump on him in a heartbeat. Yeah. And um, and and here's another one that, that I'm catching. Um, Cap for life. Why don't you debate a real podcaster, Poupard? Like, I don't... I don't... Is that talking to me? Why... why... Uh, why? Why? What's the point? I don't get it. I, I, I guess because I, I guess we had two other podcasters on, and we weren't debating. We were having what we do are not debates or discussions. That I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to fight to have ratings. I don't like. I'm good. Um, well, I, I like what I do, and I, I like living a peaceful life. So I don't need to fight to the debate. Um, and honestly. I, oh, please do not collaborate with TD Finns or Barry Cunningham. They are both very. Uh, I'll bring it up once I'm going to read it. Um, I, I'm not opposed to having a conversation with Barry Cunningham or TD Finn talk. I don't even know who these people are, to be honest with you. I'm just being honest. I don't. I don't pay attention to their work. I just followed TD Finn fan Finn talk, like just yesterday, just so I can figure out where this foolishness is coming from. Um, they are both very toxic in the Finns nation. They just want to use your views since they burned their bridges with the Miami Dolphin fans. I don't think they burned their bridges because haters have to have a home. They, they got to have a home. So and they have, they have good subscriber bases. So I don't they know. have huge subscriber bases, love their subscriber bases, um, wish and can dream about having their subscriber bases. And, more power to them and hopefully they build their platform and and have the success that they continue to have i i want everybody to eat um i'm good though i'm i'm really truly good um having a hard time keeping up with the uh i i i, I don't understand like kelly go bigger than 
Okay. All right. Yes. Omar the goat here. About no, that. No, then you got Kelly big ego bigger than Big O. Like, okay, cool. Uh, one, I think Big O is a great guy. He's a pioneer in this business. Um, and I another podcaster, if you want to call him that, want him to have success. I, I don't I don't get this mentality that I guess it's survival of the fittest in the off season. Is that what we're doing? That's that's what's going on on the podcast streets. Like we got we got a Royal Rumble. We got a we, everybody's got to bring their weapon to the center of the ring. And, oh, like, and then Big O knows his shit too. I'm not. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna, I've had I've I had my issues with him, but the, the dude knows his stuff, and he knows his music too. So, props to him for that. Uh, Dave, just an interesting point that you. I I've said that, and I don't know if it comes across as insensitive or what, but Hamlin came back to life last year. He didn't do shit this year. You're not wrong. I. I I don't know why it's been automatic all all season that he's been coming comeback player of the year. Who cares? I don't think Tua deserves a comeback player of the year anyway. He had no, a concussion. It's, it's not, not like it's not like it was Aaron Rodgers where he's coming back from Achilles. Like no, that, okay, no, that's fine. Uh, sea Devil Poopar demands no excuses for Dolphins, not so for Buffalo. What are you talking about? And when I said no excuses, I'm talking about Omar. This is when Omar brings up the fact that they're they're injured players on offense couldn't function at full capacity in the playoffs, which is an absolute fact. But if they're on the field to me, that's where no excuses. No excuses. What excuses did I make for Buffalo? I explained somebody who pointed out Allen making misopen receivers on the last drive when I said his decision actually was right. And if it's not for his left tackle, Deion Dawkins, oh, who's a pro Bowl guy, by the way, getting blown up by Chris Jones, he steps into that throw with a touchdown. And then the Bills defense watches Patrick Mahomes Bring him back for a touchdowns, and some of you guys are bitching that see Josh Allen can't beat the Chiefs. Mm. Um, this one you got to explain this to me. I love Omar, but he rabbit holes a ton. Laugh out loud. What is a rabbit hole? Going down where the rabbit hole means you go, you dig deep, and you're like in an echo chamber. But I don't know exactly what it refers to. Uh, it's probably refers to Tua. Everything comes back to Tua. Uh... Figure that out yet? Um, you're not suggesting that he's polarizing, are you? Who? Who's polarizing? Tua? Tua. No, he's not polarizing. He's just popular. I was I was being sarcastic. He's the most polarizing player in Dolphin history, and there ain't a close second. Okay, I'll I'll allow it. I mean, but... there's not a close, and may maybe the fact that social media is obviously Tua, and Tua's not even on social media. No, not him. It's 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 the debates about. Tua. Uh, um, oh God, this is obnoxious. I'm going to put it up because it's just to tell you how obnoxious it is. Who loves the QB more, Poop with Herbert or Romo with Allen? Now maybe Poop loves Josh Allen more. And I will counter that and then listen to, who was it? Dan Orlovsky with Tua maybe? You actually think that Herbert and Josh Allen are the only QBs who get love on national telecasts? Are you serious? Mm. Shake my head at your comment. Seriously. Sorry, I apologize for, for thinking that Herbert's better than two. I, I, I forgot I wasn't allowed to say that. My bad. Okay. Um, this is a good question. It's brought up on, on uh, isn't that tampering, Omar? I mean, if it was the Dolphins, we would be losing half of our draft. That's the same That's the same dude who just came up with that obnoxious comment, and you're and we're, we're propping him up again. See, that's what we don't hold any grudges, Mount Man Fishing. Uh, listen. Okay. 
Did the Philadelphia Eagles tamper regarding Vic Fangio? Yes. Does everybody in the NFL tamper consistently on a regular basis in the NFL? Yes. Did the Miami Dolphins get punished for tampering last offseason? Technically, they did. Because what they got caught with was tampering. But they really got punished for embarrassing the league on two fronts with Mike, with, with Brian Flores and their lawsuit, which they're fighting against. So they can't punish the dolphins for it. And for also trying to encourage a coach, including with money to lose games, which really would compromise the integrity of the game and raise a whole lot of implications from a gambling standpoint so you can't acknowledge that somebody needed to be punished for that. So what you punish them for is the tampering that you got caught red-handed doing. People, they're not being punished for tampering. It was just what was written as the justification for punishment. If you want to investigate every single NFL team for tampering, um, Tell them to turn in the cell phone records of their general managers for the month of January to March mm -hmm. and see who has a draft pick. There won't be a single team in the NFL, all 32, with a draft pick because everybody is tampering on a consistent basis. I, I love this, that fans actually think the NFL combine is for the draft prospects. The draft prospects are like the fourth most important things. GMs don't even watch that crap. They don't even attend sometimes the interview meetings because they're busy meeting with agents regarding tampering and seeing what's on the menu in the offseason and who we could trade for. You think Jalen Ramsey trade was worked out, oh, the day – of, of, it of wasn't? You, you, you think that was worked out the day of free agency began or the day it got announced? No, that crap was worked out in Indianapolis when the Dolphins were tampering, just like every other team got put. Jalen Ramsey was put on their menu and they decided whether or not they wanted to bid or not. This is the NFL people. Don't be naive in the senior bowl. They will have meetings and it will not be about the prospects at the senior bowl. It will be about tampering. So hopefully you understand tampering is a league-wide thing. It's just part of the NFL. The NFL looks the other way. They changed the rules and created a legal tampering period between the 11th and the 14th. You mean negotiating window. They used to call it tampering. tampering. They used to call it the legal tampering period. But yes, but trust me, it's, it's, the Dolphins were not punished for tampering people. Don't be naive. They were punished for having bad ethics and getting caught red-handed with their bad ethics because the coach that they fired ha has has the evidence. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Stop saying crazy in public. Two thousand twenty-four is dismissive and insensitive. However, how however how accurate. Let me jump in here. We're, we're talking football here. I, I understand. I understand the point. And so, what what should I say? Moronic. 
since cra- since we're so sensitive and crazy is, is hurtful to people. Yeah, we're we're talking football here. I think I, I get I like I said I get the point, but I I don't know. Uh, it's Legion hard reset if Tua can get it done next year. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, David says draft the nose tackle, man. Um, do you know how hard no, nose tackles are? I was told nose tackles are the second hardest position in football to draft behind quarterbacks. So enjoy. And I mean, um, what percentage of the defensive snaps did Raquan Davis play in? Like maybe 300 snaps. Uh, All right. Oh, wow. We got accused of covering up the bad marriage with Fangio. Did we cover up the bad marriage with Fangio? I can't even find that comment. But did we cover up the bad marriage with Fangio? The media covered up the bad marriage with Fangio. Did we? I'm I'm asking you. Did we cover no, it up? No, I don't recall that. Uh, uh, it was a good marriage. Tupac laughed to it better than Stafford. Disagree, but... That, I disagree, too. He give me a choice. I'm taking Stafford, not age factoring in. I'll take Stafford. Well, for one year, yeah. Omar is Russell Wilson done. The NFL players that I used to work with, they think he's done. So I have to. He, he doesn't have the height. He doesn't have the pocket presence anymore. And he doesn't have the athleticism to get out of the pocket and, and improvise and make plays. So, yes, they think he's done. That's the reason that they say. I don't know. and But. Uh, if somebody knows quarterbacks, it would be the coach of the Denver Broncos. And if he's done with him, I probably. Well, there's too. also a lot of this involved, too. It don't matter. They still got to pay it anyway. No, they don't. That's why. Why do you think they benched him? So it wouldn't be guaranteed. No, nope, no. Nope. They benched him because as a punishment, he's still he's still trust me. His contract is still guaranteed. For they this benched year. him. So so the in the in he wouldn't get injured and then they would be on the hook. Let You're going to make me go look at Russell Wilson. Yeah, go ahead and look. because. They were trying to force him to remove guaranteed money from his contract. <laughs> I don't necessarily, he's 35 years old. Tupac, Tupac life says, Omar, Tupac life says, Fangio through the Eagles game. <laughs> That's Tupac, funny. what? Tupac says, Fangio through the Eagles game. Um, Mr. Russell Wilson, sir, is fully guaranteed $17 million in 2024. There's a provision. Hold on. Read again. Go ahead and look at some more comments. No, and then and then on March 18th, if he's on the roster, his 2025 contract will be guaranteed. Correct. That's the one. And then one. 2025, but for 2024, which is the season that we're in, he has 18 million dollars that they owe him. His base salary is fully owed, sir. No, correct. But there was my point is the reason he was benched was contract related and relates to the 2025 guarantee. Didn't it doesn't matter. You're you're gonna walk away and give him 17 million dollars. I understand, but if he got hurt and it was a long-term injury, you would have been on the hook for 2025. Why you why you pushed back on on this? Person? Okay, you would have been on the hook for 2025. Okay, all right, I'll accept that. Okay, I'll accept that. That's what I'm saying. I'll accept that for 37 million dollars. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not chancing that. That's why they benched his ass. Like, yeah, you're not, not going to get hurt on iWatch. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's still looking toxic. I mean, I guess so. It is what it is. Dude, was it the uh, the Raiders did the same thing with Derek Carr the year before? Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's funny. Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley available. That's funny. Dude made the Pro Bowl last year. I think he was like 20, 
he was a 27th alternate or something. Because Tua couldn't show up. Anyway. Um, all right. Can we end this thing, please? Yeah, can let's. I mean, we're almost going an hour 47 minutes. Yes. Can Is it a time of death? Um, yes, time of death is uh, 151. In, in the comments, and I will look at the comments, um, put who you want as the defensive coordinator. I'd love to see it. So um i'm uh give me a name i'd love to do research i i haven't did i haven't been looking at defensive coordinators i figure why why begin shopping till i didn't know if mike mcdaniel was gonna pull the trigger proud of him that he did because that actually means he listens to his players which i didn't know if he was or he wasn't so i'm 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 curious to see what happened does channing tindall have a chance now too poopard please answer that question don't see it there's nothing there, folks. Sorry. Yeah, nothing there. Nothing. I think Cam Smith gets a shot, and I think Cam Smith could become a player. Cam Smith can become a player. There is nothing there, Channing Tindall. Sorry. Yep. Hate to break it to you, folks, but sometimes guys got it. Sometimes they don't. Um, all right. Well, we thank you for watching. We thank you for participating. We have just gone an hour and 50 minutes. Um, we love you, folks. Thank you for supporting us. Clicks are important. Um, this is a very difficult time in the podcast community which is why people want to start these wars so they can get their numbers up um beefs do well for business but i'm sorry i'm not participating in it um we're love ready. you thank you ready. yeah are you ready you training okay yeah all right thank you again um visit alldolphins.com for the latest news analysis and columns and it's all free you can find Omar Kelly and Alan Poupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know.